Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PTC Optics Podcast post-show. Let's get it started. Today, we're talking about how your church can start using video and live streaming. Welcome to the post-show podcast with your hosts, Paul Richards, Tess Protesto, and Michael Luttermoser. Let's talk shop. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Happy Friday, everybody. We're really excited for the show today for a couple reasons. Uh, one is we just got off a inc- probably the best live stream, one of the best live streams of the year with Daryl Eves, who I just want to introduce him really quickly. The world's top YouTube and online, one of the marketing experts and the creator of VidSummit, the leading professional conference on social media. Eves is the engine behind some of the biggest and most impactful YouTube and social media Stars. He's been on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Adweek, Christian Today, Christians Today, World Religion News, and several other media outlets. He's recently featured as number four on Forbes' list of the 20 must-watch YouTube channels. And first and foremost, he's a loving husband, a father of five, and a lay minister at his church. And he laid down some answers to, I'm going to say serious wisdom, 10 questions. And we're going to go over those questions today and hopefully try to gleam out of uh, what he said, some of the gems, because it was incredible. So we were asking him about churches and how they're using social media and the community building tools in social media to spread the message of God, increase their congregations uh, exposure and uh, how to do really i think one of the main takeaways from daryl today was how to do all of this in a way that's not intrusive in a way that's yeah. hip and yeah. and and meets i think just like meets the expectations of like the kind of younger digital age maybe yeah absolutely he was just saying like how um, back the old way of doing kind of like stuff like this was just so like dry and like outdated and uh, not personalized exactly and so so the first thing we asked him was Social media, it really is in a lot of ways. A lot of people say this. It's like a com- it's a community building platform. It's a platform based on a community of people. And we wanted to ask Daryl about how social media's community building aspects fall in line with the church, like a lot of churches' goals and and their goals for their church. And uh, what would you say his response there was, Tess? Um, I was just. Well, churches are consistently trying to grow their congregation and their community, and that's what social media is all about, building a community, building a following. So if you use the tools that are at hand in the proper way, ways like Daryl obviously knows how to do, then you can really do something special. And he was kind of mentioning, I remember, uh, some of the certain aspects that churches uh, could be highlighting with their online presence and some of just some examples for example was like if you have a youth group um, can you be posting about that he also kind of one of the takeaways that i got was you know remembering that a lot of times like facebook and social media it's about just posting helpful things whether it's a hymn or brightening someone's day you could have your youth group um produce a stream because that's like a fun outreach and, and that's a good way to get volunteers to help because we know that churches production teams are often run by volunteers and few other ones or bible study of course uh your services your sermon and and, and what else community events and so on 
We have a couple tips of our own that we shared on the live show today about our outlook on streaming for churches, churches and why streaming is such a big deal. Yeah, the, a couple of these were really important and I wanted to make sure we don't uh, forget about. Churches are raising a lot of money online, billions of dollars actually. And they're raising it through online giving platforms. And there's one called Gively. There's another called um, Facebook. And there's another called YouTube. And if you're not using these, you might want to think about using them. And the reason why I say that is because YouTube and Facebook have recently uh, had some announcements about nonprofits using their platforms. And the most important thing I can say to a church out there is to register your church as a 501c nonprofit with both Facebook and YouTube because the new things that are happening out there for fundraising on social media, the only requirement is that you're officially registered as a 501c. If you are, they're going to start showing donate buttons to all of yes. their viewers. They're going to make it. Oh, it's so nice. And so let's talk about a couple of those differences because if you haven't already done this, we, uh, you, you should, but, but let's kind of give them a reason why. Well, the most impactful one that we saw and recently used for a, um, a, uh, a charity that we streamed for is a donate button that you can choose to place stream and viewers can donate directly from the stream without ever having to leave your Facebook as well as the live stream itself. Yeah, so, so we recently did this. We went out and live streamed a fashion show. And this kind of happened by accident, and sometimes mm -hmm. these serendipitous it things do. It. We don't even have to try. So, tagged a nonprofit that you know was suggested to give to this nonprofit, and just by tagging that nonprofit in the post, the nonprofit was uh, a donate button directly to the nonprofit was was there, which was incredible. Yes. Um, so that was super easy. Now on YouTube, we weren't streaming this event to YouTube, but the latest thing that I found out uh, is that you can, as a creator on YouTube, you must have a thousand subscribers or more today. But if you are using Super Chat, you can select to give all of the Super Chat proceeds to a nonprofit of your choice. And that is completely tax deductible for Google. So therefore 100% goes to the charities. But also, um, they've, eliminated. they've eliminated a step. I mean, they've eliminated the middleman. They've man. eliminated the, so typically they take a percentage of your super chats. Yes. What you told me was that they eliminated that, um, that for nonprofit. And for those who don't know, Eight. super chat is essentially when you're live streaming, there's a chat room in YouTube. And viewers spend literally millions at this point are donating a dollar, five Shout out to Jason for donating $2 oh, to yes. us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we got, really? a, we got a Super Chat donation today. Yeah, wow. Jason. Show. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And so, it, and it comes in a week at a third, like we only get 70% of that because we're a business. We're not registered as a 501C. But if you are registered as a 501C, you get 100%. And there are platforms out there like Give.ly, which are still great. And they raise billions of dollars for churches. They take a percentage. YouTube and Facebook are going out and saying, hey, we're not going to can take a tax deduction and it's great for churches because then they can actually get more of what people are trying to give them and um it's a win -win. so it's a win-win for everybody so i wanted to just make sure everyone knew about that one other thing that we mentioned during the show was 
on specifically platforms like Facebook and maybe even Instagram. You can check in at a location, use geo tagging and tag the location of your church so it will be shared not only with your your friends on your Facebook page, but also the community in which you're in so more local people can um, receive the same message. So our next question uh, that we asked Daryl, and we asked him a lot of tough ones. This is a tough one. And this, this question is, is social media a necessity or is it an option for churches? And I think that some churches are still thinking that, eh, we don't need it just yet. Maybe they've fun. got enough members. Maybe they're, they're, maybe they're packed. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they are packed and they want to increase donations, one of the interesting things is if you can't fit a single more person into that church, that's a good thing. Um, you're filling up your seats. But if you're able to live stream it, thousands more can now watch and potentially donate. So it's a way of extending exactly. what you can fit into the, a single place. But also, I think we, we did make the uh, argument that it, it's, it's a necessity at this point. Yes. And uh, Daryl even went as far as saying that churches should be thinking about the organic spreading of their message through their members of the church. And he almost he called it a social media army. Yes. Yeah. I was like, whoa, a social media yeah. army. Okay. But um, he really uh, is passionate about helping churches organically try to reach their message uh, through what he was calling these like friend circles, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. So like you could that that way of um, social media army. I mean, that can be applied to any anything, uh, any company can have that um, any organization with you have followers or just like million interns they can all be used yep if you are building a meaningful relationship with your followers on social media then you are developing a social media army that will back you up in the face of adverse like uh yeah I'm trying to think of the word adversity adversity yeah that's it um uh, a company that we know that makes audio uh, equipment, they do a really good job on LinkedIn by everybody in that company is engaging mm-hmm. with their content on LinkedIn. And it looks really good. Everybody, everyone from the marketing to the VP, everybody shares and likes. Good relationship. Yeah. Inter- they do a good job. Inter office. Yes. Communications. It's a good look. Yeah. Absolutely. And you mentioned adversity and. Let's uh, dig a little deeper Okay, into the more controversial section of this topic. Uh, and Tess, Put your this is, hands in the air. This is your... <laughs> hands up, everybody, before we get into those. Um, this is your question, Tess. Are there certain aspects that churches should or shouldn't be highlighting on their online presence? Obviously, we want to highlight song and dance. Obviously, yeah. we want to highlight the Sunday service, the kids volunteering stuff. Yeah. But, you know... It's true that some churches take controversial stances on things that they believe in, and they should. They have their God-given right to do so. Um, but some of these things can get controversial, and what happens it's scary when... scary because you might deter potential... You could be deterring people. You could be stirring up conversation in a very... Uh, you know, like Daryl even mentioned, you know, social media can be really great. It also can be very negative. Yeah. Um, what are some tips that we can give folks who you know because i'm now I'm, you know there is a little bit of room for concern to say hey you know we're taking a church who has never streamed anything before 
doesn't isn't really active on Facebook and then putting a window into their church mm-hmm. for the world, you have to remember that you know stones get thrown mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you need to be resilient and understand that you still have there's no do you have to be combat the negativity when you are opening the door your doors. And I think that's something that churches are naturally understanding too, that they have to take a stand on the things that they believe in, but that other people may not there are other religions, there are other people who are non religious who don't believe in all the well, things. Well you that you mentioned in. resilience and it's definitely important to understand that when you are putting something publicly on the internet that there will be people that don't believe the same as you, especially when it comes to religion. There's so many different religions. Um, and you have to accept, you know, criticism or or the negativity um, and try and weigh out the balance of, of, you know, the positivity is going to be much more um, beneficial or much more positive aspects to it if you're doing it the right way than negative. So long as you're not terrible, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know. If you're just starting off with this and you're just trying to grow, grow like you're online, you just keep it simple. Yeah. Like, don't mm-hmm. be being crazy and and right. and just doing all this crazy. Like, keep it really simple. Uh, keep it just easy for people to digest. Uh, don't do anything super controversial. Positive. Super positive. Easy. Just you get in, you get out, and then you take that foundation and you start building on top of it. Mm-hmm. The one thing Daryl did mention was being authentic as well because yeah. it you know you do want to be true to yourself true to your congregation and hopefully you will attract the type of people that you are aiming to attract mm-hmm. uh, if you are if your message is true to what you represent don't fake the funk my brothers <laughs> <laughs> it's it's unfor- it's unfortunate on social media that a lot of times the controversial topics get the most attention. Oh yeah. Um, and potentially that has to do with the way social media algorithms are created. The more conversations happening, you know, the more the social media network says, "Wow, people care." Or not, people care about it in a positive or negative way doesn't matter to the social media network. Mm-hmm. But as that grows, you're still going to be getting exposed to the people yeah. that will so so that, yeah. that's accept really, your message that's why i really want to dig into this for a moment because let's say it is controversial you're standing up for something that you do believe in and it is core to your your faith and, and who you are and people are saying negative things and some people are saying negative things some people are paying positive things but generally the people who believe in your message and you're being true to yourself it in general you should be actually getting more people to your church I'm not saying you should yeah. just go do something controversial for controversy's sake. Yeah. But if it's true to who you are and it's something that you believe in, it's something that your pastor said and when in a live stream and it's everyone agrees with it uh, in your, you know, you're going to be out there in the public and, you know, you, you might want to think of a plan of defending. Your, you don't really even need. The thing is, don't feel the need to defend yourself, right? You don't have to defend your right to for freedom of speech. Yeah. So don't. And I think, Tess, you've heard this. They taught you this in social media school. Unfortunately, not everyone's been to social media school. You majored in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's just like Hogwarts or something. I went to the social media schools. Well, it's funny because Hogwarts and then what we're going to talk about next is trolls. But uh, people say don't feed the trolls. People yeah. say, you know, if pe- there are certain people that are just looking for a rise out of you. Yes. And, and how do you handle that part of it, Tess? What, what did they teach you? Well, there's you? a line that you that you can cross if there's people that are just outwardly um, offensive and, and are making no sense. There's no point that they're making. 
those are the people that you can block, you can delete if they're saying a bunch of curse words. But if there's a valid point to the negativity or even a valid, like somebody's opinion, then you can address it. And we always would say, comment on it about, I'm sorry that you feel that way and that's your opinion and I accept your opinion if you'd like. And then you try to get them off of the platform. Mm -hmm. So say, feel uh, free to message me and we can discuss this more. Directly, yeah. And, and I have found through um, working with a lot of different people from different countries and different things, gen and this, is, this is, could be different for other people, but generally the people who start out as controversial, who are saying, why are you talking about this? Why are you doing that? Generally, these people are, a, a lot of them, I think all of them are real people, mm -hmm. okay? These are real people, okay? They are also potentially... They could be advocates for for you. They just don't know it yet, and and I think the churches to at their core message realize this: that everybody who is not a believer of, let's say, it's a Christian church, everyone who doesn't today believe in, let's say, Jesus Christ, they I think a lot of churches and you know any Christian would believe uh, would say, hey, you know, they can they would convert to believing in Jesus Christ for a, for a yeah. Christian church. That part of their their idea and their faith is that eventually every single person could come to the conclusion that they're like-minded. So it is almost your job to accept the fact that there will be controversy, that there yeah. will be people who don't believe or don't understand, and it's almost someone's job at the church to at least, you know, give people the time of day to say, you know, what part of that did you not understand? That is truly controversial to you. And at a certain point, you might say, well, you know, your ideals and your ideas and, and the way you feel about this doesn't align with our church, and that's okay. But um, you might want to invite them in. You know, I'm telling you, like the most controversial people saying the most controversial comments, the best thing to do is actually to invite them to the church and say, all right, well, if that's the way you feel, there's an open door policy at almost all churches. Why don't you come in, meet with some people of like-minded uh, that we talk about this kind of thing and see, if see where still, we're coming from. See where we're coming from. See if you still feel the same way after you see the, the way that our community operates. So I think that there's a lot there and we can't talk about that all day, but I think we, we actually covered it pretty well. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the next part of this is how can churches start to better understand their congregation's online lives, if you will, and the potential members in this digital world. And I've heard other people say, you know, the largest shift in communication since, you know, in 500 years and what's going on in this world? How do we communicate with people? I think it's a lot easier and simpler than it can be made out to be. Absolutely. I would model your online um, congregation after your physical congregation, who are the type of people that are interested in coming in your service and people of the same religion those are the top two that i would you know be tagging and be boosting for and in your area locally yeah totally um yeah i mean i think that uh, trying to help understand daryl eves today who we had on our show uh made a he told a personal story i don't think he would mind me retelling it but um he was having a a, a tough day and he wasn't feeling like he was connected to God and he was having trouble um, you know with his self-esteem and there's a woman in his local community who likes to post inspirational messages 
Sometimes they're called memes. There can be good memes, there can be bad memes, but Daryl went to social media, and sometimes social media is the last place you want to go when you're feeling down, yeah. right? Uh, but we all seem to do it. Well, it could take your mind off things. Yeah. It does, and, and everybody does it. Yeah. I mean, not every single person, but this is the world we live in. We flip to Facebook, whether we're feeling good or bad, and generally when we're feeling bad. But it seems to be a trend, and let's be honest here. It's a distraction from the troubles of your life and just trying to watch hedgehog videos. I know right. it's just a distraction. You're just like, <laughs> Grumpy cat. I, I, I do it when my kids are crying. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, my kids are crying. Oh God, let me look at Facebook, see how happy my other friends are. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> look, it's just, it's just the honesty of the way the world is. And, um, so Daryl's not feeling well and he comes across an inspirational message from a woman in his, uh, I think he, the woman might've even been in his local church, but he went from Facebook feeling down to an inspirational message to a woman in his local community to actually knowing this woman and calling her and thanking yeah. her for thinking of him. And she wasn't actually thinking of him, but she, this is the way churches should be thinking about it. Maybe you really are thinking about one person, but keep in mind that one person that's down that you're thinking of, it might actually be a completely different person in your local community, your local media network that's not feeling well that's feeling down and you might you don't have, have we we as humans don't have the power like god does to see every single person and know how they're feeling so you just have to trust in your faith and post inspirational things and you'd be surprised when you do affect that one person that's out there that um you know like daryl felt so much better and actually and with a church a real person to call the pastor mm -hmm. the person in church. there's a real person to call behind the digital message. That's what makes it so amazing, I think. We have some comments in our Facebook chat. Um, oh, I'll help you out here. Uh, for, from Stephen, uh, he said that we have more people on Facebook than in our congregation. And he uh, suggested that you can share with uh, groups as well. Mm -hmm. And that's groups that are Christian groups is a great place yes. to share your live videos with. Oh, that's true. Great way for people who are not local also to see and commit to your congregation. And not, we touched on this on a previous show that can open up monetary values in the forms of donations for your I'm house. I'm write that down. Well. You know, Stephen, if you're watching this, you know, I don't know if this video specifically you'd want to share with a Christian Facebook group, but I think Tess, you and I might want to look into a couple Christian groups on Facebook and That's see if, because this video particularly, some of the information from Daryl. I think could help almost any church, whether they're super advanced into live streaming or just getting started in social media. I think that, uh, you know, some of the things that Daryl said are, could be helpful to anyone. Yeah, mm -hmm. The whole basis of him being on the show, of course, was his part in our giveaway that we are hosting. If you haven't read about it yet, it's our biggest giveaway ever where we are giving One Lucky Church a full live streaming production solution. Included in that, you're going to have Daryl Eves come physically to your church help you set up your new system and then train you on social media growth in the form of video content so that's going to be a really a really it's part of the prize yeah i mean daryl's going to fly out to the church that wins this giveaway he, he said he was going to meet with the congregation meet with the leaders there bring in local leaders local churches to be part of this event i can't not wait i can't wait to go and do that it's gonna be really cool it's gonna be so fun and um 
quickly, Daryl is also in charge of Vid Summit. He's hosting that next week, October 9th. And he also, one of the things that I think maybe some of the listeners out there on the podcast or live, you may have heard about this. He is pretty much created the most crowdfunded video in the world. It's the third most funded currently. And it's crowdfunded called crowdfunded project. Crowdfunded project. It's called The Chosen. He's raised $4.5 million. In to, counting. To and it's still going. And I'm going to back it myself. Uh, because the cool thing about backing it is you become a partner. A partner. Profit a, pro a profit sharing partner so that if they do well it actually goes back into your pocket and um, the chosen is about the life of Jesus Christ through the eyes of a pastor I believe or a, a, shepherd. a shepherd shepherd yeah, yeah. it's just very really interesting high production is meant to be um, modern entertaining more so than some of the more cheesier productions that he was attest, uh, attesting to that he has seen. They wanted to create something that's really interesting for families, adults, everyone. So make sure and if you want to join the PTZ Optics Church Makeover giveaway, head to ptzoptics.com slash church dash makeover. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening on the podcast. Uh, that is all we have today, folks. Uh, it was such a fun show. If you want to catch up on what everything Daryl said, check out our Facebook and our YouTube page. And uh, we'll see you next week.